Hi, I'm Bob Bucker Jr. and we're in Blue Earth County, Mankato, Minnesota. Foxy Podcast. Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 45 of the podcast show. Hope everyone's doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. And as you heard at the start of the show, we played something from Bob Bucko Jr. from a, a release of his called Tearjerker. You heard an excerpt of There Is No Other. And this week we have Bob Bucko Jr., talented songwriter and adventurous experimental musician based out of Dubuque, Iowa, joining us here in the studio. Bob has put out a number of releases on his own personal archives label and a few well-received full-length LPs out on Capture Records over the past few years. His music covers a wide sonic landscape from free jazz and improvisation to electronic and drone music and on to more singer-songwriter-oriented material. Bob has a new album due out again on Capture Records, along with a few other releases that are in the works, and he's currently out on tour over the next few weeks, playing dates throughout the Midwest and out to the East Coast. And he's going to be doing an in-studio session for us, and we'll be chatting with him afterwards about his music and his label activities. But before we get to all that, let's play a couple of tracks of his, starting off with this one called Love Plasm, Love Psalm, from his How To... F all your coworkers in one sitting. Hey! 
All right, we just heard a track called No Road Long Enough from the forthcoming LP out on Capture Records from Bob Bucko Jr. The album is titled I Did What I Could With What I Had. And at this time, I'm going to hand things over to Bob over in the other studio right now for a live session, and then we'll come back after that and do a little chat session with him.
All right, we are back here with uh, Bob Bucko Jr. on the microphone this time, and awesome, oh, yeah. awesome set. That was Thank great. You. Um, you're out on the road right now, doing some uh, tour dates, kind of traveling true. across the Midwest, and uh, kind of touring behind no shortage of new material, which is, I guess, not, not, a, <laughs> not a new predicament or anything yeah. for you. But uh, <laughs> are you are you trying to play some of these songs that appear on some of your recent and forthcoming albums, or are you? kind of uh trying out new stuff i know like what you just played there is kind of a blending of new and old material in one yeah yeah i started off usually i do these tours and play lots of different venues and with different types of bands and all these things and so i just kind of go on impulse off of what's happening in that room but this tour seems a little more oriented towards uh these kind of drone chant ideas Mm -hmm. And then just ornamenting it with all these other ideas in my head. And, yeah, some of them are, like, old songs, like, right. got worked into this. And some of them are things that haven't can't come out yet. So, yeah. Cool. Well, you know, you've amassed uh, quite a back catalog in a, <laughs> a relatively short period of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and one that really kind of, you know, runs the gamut in terms of styles and, and approaches, what have you. Um, are, do you kind of feel like once you've wrapped up an album you know it's kind of finished you, you've sealed it up that you have to sort of move away and get yourself in a totally different headspace or how is that for you or does that it's, just kind of bleed into uh, there's more of an intuitive thing with that yeah well i think what it is it's kind of what you're saying but it's more like uh once the record is uh actually comes out like i'm just already naturally onto something else mm-hmm. Like, um, the albums will be coming up in a few months on uh, Capture Records. I, mean, I recorded that uh, July a year ago. So, oh, okay. you know, I, like, well some of that. those ideas, well, some of those ideas came out today, mm-hmm. but it's also like my brain is just scattered ADD and I'm on to some <laughs> other thing and seeing where that goes. But it makes it interesting, like touring on releases if someone actually likes it and comes up and like, hey, what sounds like tonight? And I go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're you're a year ahead of yourself in some ways, right. at least in terms of like the release schedule. Is yeah, it? yeah. Well, earlier this year, you had put out an album of 29 cover songs, yeah. just simply called <laughs> covers. And uh, uh, if if I remember correctly, that you had kind of. I don't know if it's really an experiment, but you forced yourself to record these songs one day at a, or each yeah. day of the month. Yep. Um, I guess what compelled you to, to do something <laughs> like that? And uh, I mean, did you have some of these things picked out in advance or was this sort of like, no. you know, you wake up, you have your cup of coffee and you go, you know what? I'm going to do some Spaceman 3 today <laughs> or I'm going to do Guided by Voices. Like how, how did that unfold for you? Uh, far too close to what you just said. <laughs> a lot of days, I think I had a master list and I'd kind of, you know, take a peek at it every morning. But it was each day, the decision, all of that was on the spot. And, uh, yeah, the reason I did it in the first place was uh, um, I work at an arts collective in Dubuque, Iowa, where I'm at right now. And um, we had a project called Fun A Day. Through the month of February, you work on something once every day and you present it as an art project at the end of the month. So I just said to myself, well, hey, why don't I try doing a song every day? And uh, I actually followed through. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. the part I didn't think I'd do. Like it was just kind of a challenge, like an exercise to right. myself to see if I could commit to an idea. And you did pick the shortest month. February. Well, they picked the shortest <laughs> month. <laughs> 
Hey, I started on January 31st, man. That's I true, was trying true. to. I was just going to say, there's, yeah. No, actually, that was, that was unrelated. That Minutemen song was just something I did on July 31st. Oh, okay. Or uh, January 31st, rather. And then it was like, oh, okay, there's this project. I might as well keep doing songs. So, And with that, then, was this something that you presented? I mean, with this arts collective that you're talking about, was it something that you then came together and shared out or, like, performed? How did that go? Um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, you know, did basically, like, the most basic of audio installation style things with that and uh, some paintings that a friend of mine did. and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just presented it that way. And then just, uh, I don't know, like people kind of picked up on it. Like, like I said, I just did it to do it. So the response has been really surprising. And yeah, probably because if you look at the track selection on there, I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know, th- those are some it's heavy a greatest hitters. Hits, a greatest hits. Right. I yeah. mean, like there's a lot of, you know, personal favorites on there. Yeah. So I think a lot of people could relate to that. Uh, when you yeah. See well, it is. It's like music I've listened to every day for 20 years for right. the most part. And uh, so, and a lot of other people too, apparently, which is good to know they're all out right. there. Because <laughs> in Iowa, sometimes they're hard to find. <laughs> right, right. Well, we're going to play a track uh, from your tour cassette. And I, I'm guessing this kind of maybe alleviates some of the problem with like that delay in what you're doing. Because right. this is probably, you said, at least to me prior to this, that this is probably the, the best representation of where you're at currently. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of the, some of the stuff that you're working out in your... Um, in your live set right now is yeah. that correct yeah definitely and uh yeah this tape particularly the b-side um i think i finished like a couple of days before tour oh okay so it was just dub them off at home and yeah so it is really much more immediate and that's what's nice about doing the self-releases and the uh, small tape label is you have that quicker turnaround while you have this time to just tape for like lps coming out right right yeah so we're gonna we're gonna play. This is from the B side, correct? The the touch touches the prayer. Um, I think that's the A side. Okay, okay. We'll see. And and also, <laughs> I I think I have it abbreviated. What is the complete title? Oh, of this? Uh, touches the prayer that has no religion for Charlie White. There we go. So here it is from uh, Bob Bucko Jr.'s tour tape, which you can pick up if you see him live here.
All right. So once again, that was something from uh, Bob's uh, tour tape. And uh, we, we, we hit on this idea that you do have a, a record coming out on Capture Records, uh, a label that has been very supportive of your work. You've oh, had definitely. two, if three records, uh, or two, three um, releases, right, out on that Right, label? yeah, two full-lengths and a cassette. Okay. And this yeah. will be the third full-length. Yeah, so, so talk about uh, this record. I mean, we played a track earlier in the show called No No Road Long Enough, and we'll, we'll probably maybe tack on something at the end just to give uh, listeners a chance to hear some more. But I guess... Uh, where was your headspace with this record at the time when you were recording it compared to where you are now with the, right. with the tour stuff? Yeah, um, well, it's funny because um, I, it's the first thing I did recording with someone, like not by myself at home. First thing I've done where other people played on it as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the way uh, the uh, engineer described it was, well, this is just these songs in July 2013. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty mellow, <laughs> pretty laid back on it. And uh, like I said, getting to work with my friends on it was a lot of fun because uh, it, it's it's fun to do like the covers thing, sit at home in eight hours with headphones on. But you kind of go insane after right. a while. You need to uh, step back and you know let other people do what they're really good at. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, no road long enough. Uh, was, uh, my friend Rick on drums, uh, recluse who never uh, gets out but can really play, and you know. You got to do that. So, yeah, that's kind of the theme of it is just working with other people mm-hmm. and uh, improvising. Do, do you have, I mean, a decent network of people in Dubuque that, I mean, that play out and, and things like that? Or you guys get together and, and jam and things like that? There is. Um, uh, there's basically there's a thing, uh, me and four of my friends, that's just free improv that we've maybe played like three performances, like art galleries and stuff, but essentially – it's music therapy. Like we get together on random Mondays and just play for a couple hours, record everything. We have about 45 hours of recorded material right now backlogged. So, you know, never get around to all of it. Um, so yeah, there's lots of creatives there. It's, it's a river town. They're really strange places with lots of weird people. And, uh, yeah. And there's also people that go out and tour, um, for the most part though. Yeah. It's, it's pretty provincial. It's just kind of, you know, sleepy on the river. And yeah. I like being right in the center of the country there to be able to travel. And, right. Know. It makes touring easy right yeah. now. So, I mean, and you've went out on a few jaunts. and We can talk more about tour yeah. dates and stuff. But this, you've done this, you know, every, I don't know, say every year, but quite quite regularly that you've went yeah. on these little, like, mini tours, right? Yeah, I was out for about a week and a half in May and did a few short things and long weekends uh, with some people over the summer. So, cool. yeah. yeah. Well, in addition to that uh, that Capture Records release that's right. coming out, you had also uh, provided me with a few other tracks to some kind of different uh, projects, uh, hmm. different from that one at least. Right. And uh, and again, some of them kind of being more collaborative efforts. Uh, yeah. Um, one of them is from a release on a forthcoming CD uh, on Nova Labs. Um, and then you have another one that's kind of credited, not to yourself, but is it the ARC numbers? Oh, yeah, ARC numbers, yeah. So let's maybe talk about... Uh, both of those because we're going to lead off this next set with a track from the one under your name okay um with a track called go places but what's oh, yeah. what's what's going on but with these other ones that you okay. have okay um well yeah th- um the go to places that's all um home recordings um but uh arc numbers is really fun um up to 14 contributors on it so it was uh all things i started recording on midi uh, when i toured with aru in december Mm-hmm. just in like motel rooms and people's houses and libraries just punching stuff in on the keyboard <laughs> and then decided to send it to like a few dozen people and 
14 of them have sent me tracks. It's almost finished. I'm recording a guy when I play in Buffalo and album will be done. So, you know, it's kind of like a Stephen Merritt, the sixth kind yeah, of rip off yep, thing, yep. except like out there. <laughs> right. Right. And nowhere near as good of a songwriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, are you, uh, so is it most, most of the contributions and cause the one track that you gave me was uh, there's a vocals. Is yeah. that most of the, of the contributions that you um, have or is it yeah. more like instrumental stuff as well? Yeah. There's instrumental stuff as well. Uh, Sean Kirkpatrick from, um, nervous curtains down in Dallas, um, did a lot of keyboards. Uh, that sound incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, worked with a couple of people in Montreal who uh, did synths and remixes and stuff as well. Velvet Glacier and Lang Lang from uh, Jeunesse oh, okay. Cosmique yep. drew there. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's been fun to collaborate with all kinds of different people. And not just like, here's the music you sing, but like, you know, just put your imprint and rewrite the song for me. So, it is, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, this is not like your own vehicle. This has been like a pure It, it really does feel like it's a total group thing at this okay. point, which is what I was hoping for, yeah. Do you see yourself at some point, uh, you know, building a tour around that and, you know, joining up with some of those oh, folks wow. and trying to do something like That'd that? That'd be nice if it could happen. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> one day at a time. Man. Well, that's right. <laughs> Let's just get through this one first. There's a lot of miles yet, right? <laughs> Well, let's let's jump into a couple of those tracks yeah. that we just mentioned there. This first one uh, is called "Go Places."
All right, so we just heard that track from The Arc Numbers. Uh, it was called Canal from that uh, forthcoming collaborative uh, release that Bob was talking about just before the break. And then uh, I kind of want to switch gears here, talk a little bit about the label that you run called Personal Archives. Um, you, you've put out quite a bit of stuff uh, also in, in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, you know, as the name suggests, I mean, did did you start the label more as a way just to document and release your own material and that kind of quick turnaround that you were mentioning? Um, a little bit. I mean, the actual, like, name for the label was just off a bad joke where <laughs> I played a show and some guy was like, hey, what label are you on? I'm like, oh, yeah, personal archives, man. I just have, like, a bucket full of tapes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just gave <laughs> it a name on the spot. Back when I was tracking yeah, so I just was like, kind of giving them crap and you know there we go that became the thing so yeah initially like the first few releases were all just ways to you know kind of slap a little imprint on some homemade stuff and yeah it's really gone from there though because it's been it's the same collaborative spirit you know right and uh and having you know labels like captcha giving me a chance and kind of the affirmation that that provides you know as much as you're kind of just psychotically driven to have to do stuff it's also nice to know you're just not yelling into the void with it (laughs) right like it doesn't hurt right and so there are lots of people i was hearing in iowa in particular but also at this point other states and around the world that you know it's cool to you give that back and like say you know like your stuff's great like this should be out there and right i can i can't do a lot but the little i can you know i want people to hear it right because i mean your roster has definitely grown to include people i mean well beyond uh iowa's borders that's for sure you know overseas artists and things like that um I guess, you know, you and I both live in, in, in pretty remote places right. that are a little bit off the, the grid, commonly referred to as flyover country <laughs> for people on the coast. That was my uh, last tour, Midwest tour. It was called Long Drive Through Flyover Country. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I wanted to ask you, you know, like first, how has living outside of kind of a major city or, you know, a cultural hub, and I throw my air quotes up there, <laughs> how has that influenced your work maybe as both a musician and as someone who you know, runs a label, um, freedom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like I don't live in a place where there's a small scene. I live in a place where there's no scenes mm-hmm. and there's a weird kind of independence about that. And you just kind of go about your thing as you see, you know, there's, there's no taste police. And, right. uh, that's a nice thing to have, uh, or not have rather. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like being out of the loop because, you know, I can go to Chicago. That's a couple hours away. I can go to this place, that place, a couple hours away. And then I can go back to Nowheresville, man. Right. You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of nice to be removed and just work on my stuff. Right. When you live in a city, man, you're kind of hustling. You got to have like three jobs to go to shows that you can't go to because you got three jobs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, are, are you originally from the Midwest? Um, yeah, I, well, I grew up in Philadelphia, but I uh, went to high school in Dubuque, Iowa. Okay. Swore I'd never return. Moved out to Portland, blah, blah, blah. End up back uh, about eight years ago, and I love it. And is that part of, you think, what, I mean, drew you back to that was just, I mean, obviously costs and things like that, but just kind of yeah. living off the grid a little bit and having that? I mean, I is that, that what compelled you? I later for me because I actually really enjoyed being out west in general. And Portland was a fun town 10 years ago for sure. I haven't been out there 
mm-hmm. in a long time. But yeah, it was really a blast then. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, coming into Midwest was following a girl, you know, classic story. Yeah. But yeah, you know, but you know that that fell apart and everything else took shape. So yeah, <laughs> and then as a, you know, just getting a little older, I just had a birthday, and it's like yeah, I kind of like being removed from. You know, all this stuff. Like, I play a house show. I'm 10 years older than everyone else at the right. house show. You know, I don't need to ingratiate myself into those things. I, yeah. I can drop in every now and then. Right, it's right. It's fun. So you mentioned, like, being a part of, like, an arts collective in Dubuque. What are some other things that you do are are important to you, even though you say there's no scene? But how is it that you sort of interact or create community uh, yeah. in a town like that yeah yeah i mean i guess when you know when i say scene i mean in the air quotes sense yes yes right. because there are lots of people doing things there mm-hmm. and and i think the ones that are succeeding the most are the ones that are doing things in a way that is independent of everything like i think some people have the we need to be like chicago or this right. or that and yeah i mean uh yeah i have a lot of friends um a visual artist, the arts collective. Uh, I'm a grant writer, and they, uh, you know, so many talented visual artists and friends, uh, uh, comic book uh, guys, authors, all people that are doing what I'm doing. You know, like being published outside of you know their town and leaving the town to go do all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, but Dubuque itself also does have these resources that allow us to go out and go places then come back and kind of be nice and anonymous right right kind of nice compromise sure well let's let's jump into some stuff from from your label things uh outside of your own work Uh, (laughs) and uh we'll play a bunch of this stuff here i'm going to start off this set and maybe you can help us set up uh, a couple of these but uh bean snack oh <laughs> one of yeah. the uh, when i first saw the the name of this group, i was like bean snack god that just sounds terrible but it's they, actually they wouldn't, they wouldn't disagree i don't think <laughs> right but the music is actually pretty damn good you know oh yeah it's um it's two guys a guy from des moines iowa um who performs his molt trigger and a guy from pittsburgh who performs his felix product and they send tapes back and forth to each other or I guess waves at this day and age. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this is just the output that they come up with laying uh, melodies over beats and anti melodies. And it's one of my favorite things I've put out in a while. So yeah, so here it's the second Bean Snack it release, is. by the way. Yeah. So let's, let's play a track. This is called uh, Father Suckers from <laughs> Bean Snack 2. Watching memories fade, I stab you through the darkness.
Yeah, we just heard from Marlo Eggplant there from a release called 61313, right? Just it's the date, true. I'm assuming, I'm of that. Pretty was sure recorded. that's what it was, yeah. Uh, Marlo Eggplant, uh, I think, is kind of a, a unique fixture in like the noise community in, in terms of she's, I know she's. Uh, behind the is it the women in noise or ladies in noise comps oh in uh denver yeah right. okay yeah but um yeah she's done a lot of uh good things and runs her own label as well right. um is this an artist that you reached out to in terms of uh yeah putting out her material? she actually came through dubuque and played a house show okay and yeah so just kind of those connections you make with you know different people over time and those kind of situations like you know a random house show somewhere and yeah, like I didn't realize how much stuff she had been doing till you know, you end up, you know, finding out later on the internet. <laughs> right, right. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, that was a good set. And then it's like, oh, you do this a lot. <laughs> right, right. In front of that, uh, an artist who I believe is from your area, Nora Petran or Petran. Yeah, Petran. Um, yeah, she is, uh, or at least was from Iowa City. She may be overseas right now, but a younger okay maybe 20 years old uh yeah just really another person getting started and already being pretty amazing yeah yeah, yeah. the track that we played was called uh, vaulted ceilings from yeah. a release that you put out this dates back a little while but the release is called vice president yeah and um kind of a cool like use of like singer songwriter stuff and atmospherics and all right that. yeah there's a real like yeah there's really neat avant textures what's going on behind it but mm-hmm. At, at the core, it's just a real strong melody also. Right, right. Uh, you'd referenced this artist because I think you said they appear on your, that collaboration that you've done, but uh, y- Lang Lang, Yang Yang, <laughs> I yeah, never I know think, how to say yeah, it. I think it's Lang Lang. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they have a release out on Goaty Tapes, perhaps? Maybe, Maybe. I'm wrong. She's had a few on a few, I know for sure. I yeah. Know there was one in Lava Church last year. Um uh, drawing a blank. Uh, she helps uh, run Jeunesse Cosmique, which mm-hmm. is uh, Montreal collective psychedelic things. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From a release um, called Cottonhead Seer. Uh, that's a track we heard called uh, Perception of Time. And then going back with the bean snack uh-huh. at the top of the set with uh, Father Suckers. So we have a, a good chunk of time left, and we're going to keep kind of, uh, I guess, cruising through some of the. Uh, personal archives back catalog right now and uh bob and uh, you're gonna pick out some stuff in this portion the, the first set i picked out next is bob's choices here so you've got one from one of your uh more recent ones from Mahler hayes uh yeah he has a cd called counterfactual um this song's called bestial celestial um amazing synth stuff uh from belgium something i'm really into right now is his work so yeah and his stuff really um you know it's not as new agey is a lot of the synth stuff it's kind no. of like you know like shredding is the he way has, i think i put it before yeah if for it being synth drones they sound really assaultive in a pleasant way yeah they do. you know you, uh, guy has a metal background and you can kind of feel it coming out and, right. uh, yeah yeah so let's jump into this this is uh, again from mauler hayes
there from Kurt Oren. You had me paranoid there for a second that I was going to screw that up. If you want to mix up his last name. That was a track called Everyone Is. Cool playing on that. Is that kind of like, that kind of like circular breathing yeah, style of playing? Definitely. Um, and then in front of that, kind of a, a, a lengthy blast once again from uh, Mahler Hayes. So, And those are both... I, I know Mahler Hayes is CDR and those are still available. Is there still yeah. physical copies available of the Kurt Oren? Um, no, the lathe and uh, the tapes are all gone okay. now, yeah. But it is up on uh, your band it's camp? It's on the so? band camp. Everything there is free or name your price or whatever. So, you know, we just want people to hear things right yep if you uh follow the links on our our website too that'll link you up to, to uh the albums and stuff that we're playing on this so check that out 
at uh, freeformfreakout.com. But we're going to still play some more music here. This one from an, another fellow Iwan. Uh, and I did, I, I, there was no like sarcasm when I said Iwan too, because oh, you know, no. there's so many Minnesota Iowa jokes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't I'm know not, any I'm, of those. I, yeah, same. <laughs> I'm not provincial enough to care. No, me neither. To even pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's kind of like, what's the team doing today? It's yeah. Just, I'm not on top of it. <laughs> but uh, this is from a project called Distant Trains. And you were saying the guy is from. Des Moines, um, right? He's in Des Moines, operates a label called The Centipede Farm, which has put oh, out some yeah. real cool stuff. Yep. And uh, is also in a few cool bands like Fetal Pig. Uh, is a great no-means-no sounding kind of heavy band. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a real prolific guy. Another tape trader in Iowa. Right, right. <laughs> and this this actually came from a split release, right, yeah. called Sacrosanct Blues. Was it right. was split with, with you? With me, yeah. yeah. With some of my electronic, textural kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he had two songs on it, and this is one of them. It's called Let Me Off This Merry-Go-Round. All right, so let's jump into this. Once again, this is a Distant Trains.
Nice little sound collage piece there from Abundant, right? Is that I think that's how it's pronounced. It's uh, an Iowa City visual and sound artist named Jay Schleit who uh, performs under dozens of different names and uh, has also done uh, videos, live <laughs> visuals, as well as uh, videos for uh, my music. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is from a split cassette that he had out, and that track was called, and again, I'll probably... Vi Viante pleasure or something like that? Yeah, I, you know, if I knew how to pronounce it, I'd be the smarter man <laughs> in this world. But uh, I don't think that's a real word. So <laughs> Made up word. We're fine. Yep. <laughs> and distant trains in front of that. And uh, our time is kind of winding down to the end. And uh, thanks so much, Bob, for oh, thank uh, you. Uh, heading this through town. a lot of fun. Yeah, you're going to be playing some shows. What are some dates? I mean, you're going as far east as Buffalo, right? Correct. Yeah, so I'll be there next Saturday at Dreamland. And uh, in between, well, I get to uh, have the privilege of playing with Peter Walker in oh, yeah. uh, Kalamazoo at Satellite Records. So that's on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday at the Irving Theater in um, Indianapolis, Indiana. And then uh, House Show in Columbus, The House with No Name, uh, Thursday of next week. I think that's the 9th. Then uh, Pittsburgh at Abandoned Store. 
Ah, these names give you hope. Uh, <laughs> I was that's gonna that's going to be a crushingly good night, though, I think. Uh, lots of improv, uh, free stuff. Um, that's in Pittsburgh or Swissvale right outside. And we'll try to post yeah. these up, too. I mean, I know you have a kind of a tour itinerary on Facebook, I believe. Yeah. So we'll see if we can uh, link that up and Sounds so people good. can check yeah. those out. I'll be out through the 17th, so, yeah. About two weeks uh, driving around still. Cool. Yeah, and be on the lookout. Once again, we said Bob has uh, a few different releases coming out on Capture Records and then some other uh, yep. collaborative things. So we're actually going to play uh, one final track from you. Uh, this is from that forthcoming release out on Captcha. Uh, this is called The Strength of Ill Will. And once again, thanks again, Bob, for uh, stopping Thank by. Thank you, man.